Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's how markets are looking like right now. We've got U.S. stocks closing higher overnight as traders await a deluge of corporate earnings report this week and shake off a rise in treasury yields. The Dow Jones Industrial Average traded over 300 points higher or 0.9% up and that marks its best day since September. The S&P 500 climbed 1.1% and you've got the Nasdaq Composite rising 1.2%. Among the top gainers, we've got the likes of Nike and Travelers Companies, both of them rising at least 2%, and all 11 S&P 500 sectors traded higher in this session. So for more insights, we are joined by Gregory Brunch. He is the founder and managing partner of Veritas Financial Group. Gregory, thanks for joining us on the show today. Always my pleasure, Ryan. Hey, so lots to talk about. And just to give an overview of what to expect, you've got an interesting take on markets. It's not time to buy stocks. It's also not time to buy bonds. So we're going to unpack that in just a few moments. But in the meantime, we've got lots of earnings coming up. Um, What do you make of what's playing out in markets right now? We've got bond yields going up, but investors are shaking it off. Yeah, and, and I think that that's a natural reaction right now, Ryan, because what we have is lots of enthusiasm around what the third quarter earnings are going to look like. And we have that enthusiasm because the last two quarters have been better than expected. That is true. However, we have also experienced three straight quarters of negative earnings growth. And I think that this will be the fourth. Mm. And I think that we're likely to have subsequent quarters that will also be negative. And so right now, until that's proven out, I think that the market is taking a very positive posture on what earnings will look like. And quite frankly, they'll probably be better than the mid-single digits negative we saw last quarter, and they likely will be only a percent or two. Yeah, Gregory, you've had this bit of a bearish view for quite some time. In the past few weeks, have you seen more data to validate where you're standing right now? I want to make a distinction, Ryan. So my first bearish view for 2022 was actually quite different than my bearish view right now. That bearish view was based on the fact that the Fed hadn't raised rates as many of us had wanted in 2021, and that we'd have a hyperinflationary environment combined with a Fed that would be forced to act. And that's exactly what happened in 2022. My bear thesis in 2023, while it hasn't played out fully yet, is about what happens after the Fed raises by 500 or 600 basis points, because there are natural slowing activities that happen in in the economy and in the market. But the market's not saying that. The market's not seeing that. When you have 8% earnings growth for the fourth quarter projected, that's not taking into account what happens after you have 525 basis points of Fed hikes. And so I don't see consensus right now understanding or saying or digesting what the Fed has done and what the impact will be on companies. That is my very issue right now. And until that consensus numbers, till they come in, I'm going to maintain that bear issue because 225 of earnings in the future times a generous, I think, 17 or 18 times mm. gets me at 3,800 for the S&P. Yeah, Gregory, there is that view or concern that the effects of those interest rate hikes are still yet to be fully felt. So a bit of a lag effect, so to speak. Um, when you look at the Correct. consumer, how much 
of um, momentum is there when you look at the initial start of the year? We had savings being pent up. You had stimulus checks. How much of that is left? So you know, I think the Fed is a better indicator, has a better measure of this than I do. And and you know, when you listen to the Fed, they believe that it's. Uh, just about exhausted. And I think we can see this anecdotally in other data as well. Anytime that you have consumer loans continuing to expand and new credit card applications continuing to go in at 25% interest, Mm -hmm. that is a consumer that is under duress. When we are looking at the credit card delinquencies, when we're looking at even the banks that have just reported their delinquency rate increasing or doubling in some cases. When we look at a Wells Fargo putting away $330 million and provisioning for losses, mm. I think it would be fair to say, even though I've had this view for some time, that we, we would all agree that the consumer is not as strong as they were and that balance sheet's not as strong as it was a year ago, which again plays into my thought or my thinking of how is this a more positive earnings environment if the consumer demand could deteriorate. Yeah, and we will get more indications uh, in the coming days and weeks as the earnings roll on. 11% of the S&P 500 will be reporting their numbers and we will find out how the consumer is feeling right now. We are in conversation with Gregory Branch. He's the founder and managing partner of Veritas Financial Group. Now, Gregory, we are all set up for 2023 to be the year of bonds after a terrible 2022. So what happened here? To some degree, I was saying that tongue-in-cheek, Ryan. Um, I don't want to own long-dated bonds. I don't want duration because I believe that yields will continue to increase. Do I believe that the Fed is done? No. I believe that there's probably another 25 to 50 basis points there. But there are other factors that are going to keep yields increasing. One of the arguments that people far more accomplished in this industry than I have raised and actually articulated very well is that the mere supply of treasuries that are going to need to come to market just to service our existing debt, much less both sides of the aisle wanting to continue to spend like drunk sailors. So you're going to have a lot of supply of treasuries coming on the market, and who the incremental buyer will be is, is, is not clear yet. And so if we, what we know is that if yields continue to rise, then bonds in the future will offer more compensation than bonds currently being issued today. And what we also know is that, you know, bonds that are currently being issued today will bear some discount for us Mm. because they won't be competitive about that future offer. So it's not that I don't believe in buying high quality fixed income. It's just that I want to do it at the short end of the curve because I believe that we're being properly compensated there in most cases more than we are for the long duration. And it keeps us somewhat liquid because this bear thesis will pass. Once the consensus gets the numbers right, I will look to have a more, much more positive posture. All right. Perhaps bond use will continue to climb up and the opportunities for higher durations uh, will be better down the road. And of course, um, we've got lots happening. What's your advice to investors as they perhaps draw up a shopping list of sorts to wait for discounts or even bargains? Uh, what should be on their radar right now? Well, I think when we go through any tough macro environment, there's still opportunities for certain companies. And those those are the companies that are better prepared to defend their margins. Those are the companies that are better prepared to defend their top lines. And because in most cases they're being powered by strong secular tailwinds, they give us much stronger relative earnings growth. And while I'm not saying that, that you know, in a macro environment where I expect another 10% decline, 
and the overall averages that, that those stocks will necessarily go up. But they do offer us some relative safe haven. And so some of the places where we can find these secular tailwinds and these characteristics are in uh, select places in healthcare services, mm-hmm. um, select places in energy, select places in tech like cybersecurity or, the, or AI, true AI, or the cloud. Those will offer us some levels of protection. And I do think that we will see breadth start to narrow again around those sectors. All right, look for companies offering margin expansion and earnings growth driven by circular tailwinds. We've been chatting with Gregory Branch. He's the founder and managing partner of Veritas Financial Group. Gregory, thank you so much for your time this morning. Ryan, always my pleasure. All right, great chatting with you and we'll catch up with you again soon. Stay with Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.